0: family. Well, um, I trust everybody is well and is having a great week. Um, Today, I want to address some things which I believe are of serious concern, not only to God's people, but to myself and the ministry that we represent and these are things that i've intentionally just uh, let go in hopes that they would change but i see that things are getting out of hand and i think It is important that we address them, especially in light of the message that I sent in the church group yesterday, especially the removal of uh, several people. And um, I think it's important that you all understand uh, my actions and also be cautioned as well Uh, before i start uh, i just want to read from jeremiah chapter 7. i'll read from verse 1 and right into verse 11. the word that came to jeremiah from the lord saying stand in the gate of the lord's house and proclaim there this word and say hear the word of the lord all you of judah who enter in at these gates to worship the lord thus says the lord god of hosts the god of israel amend your ways and your doings and i will cause you to dwell in this place do not trust in these lying words saying the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the stranger and the fatherless and the widow and do not shed innocent blood in this place or walk after other gods to your heart, then I will cause you to dwell in this place in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say we are delivered to do all these abominations? Has this house which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes. Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. Now this is the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah to speak to those who willfully, consciously go into the house of the Lord through the gates to worship the Lord. So that they understand that there are requirements to dwell and live in the house of God. And God tells these people to amend their ways and their doings so that they may dwell in this place. It's because the house of God is a sacred place, beloved. The house of God is a holy place. It is a place in the earth where God has designated to put his name. Every ministry that is commissioned by God and that is ordained by God has upon it the signet of the name of the Lord. And it is a command and a demand among those who would be in that house to live their lives a certain way to the glory of that name not to its dishonor or to its shame but to its glory because the name the Lord has chosen to put his name there. Now we know and uh, everywhere around the world that these kind of things are not taken seriously and we find people uh, continuing to walk in their ways and their doings unamended and expect to dwell in the house of God. You know, people steal, people will murder, people will commit adultery, people will swear falsely, people will gossip, people will be drunkards, people will fornicate and still stand before the Lord in his house. And I think beyond its deceptionary nature it is the greatest abomination that can be done among Christian people. And this is the same thing Jesus did when he found in the temple of God those who who bought and sold in the temple. And the Bible says he overturned the tables of the money changers. And the seats of those who sold doves. The Bible says he whipped them. And he said to them. Is it written. It is written. My house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. The house of God. Is a place to be revered. Is a place to be respected. Irrespective of the decorations. Or the uh, external beauties their presence or absence but the fact that god has put his name on a place and declared it as his house that is a call for for reverence a call for fear and we should tremble at the thought of the house of god especially if we have become dwellers in that house well you know this is not the case among us because we have taken the grace of god very lightly you know uh, if you read jude chapter one he speaks about how he was very diligent to write to them concerning the common salvation because he found it necessary to write to you to exhort you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked for condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our Lord God into lewdness and deny the only Lord and Jesus Christ. Now, he's saying that there are people in the church who live ungodly lives at the expense or, or, or excusing and validating that lifestyle by the grace of God. So they turn the grace of God into lewdness, lasciviousness, a license to live filthy and do filthy works. Beloved, That is the greatest deception that anyone could ever live under. You will not be found guiltless, nor will you be excused if you consciously and willfully go against the Lord and His grace. You know, Sometimes I think people don't really believe in God and don't really believe in his word. So it, it's, you know, it, they're indifferent to the consequences of their actions. And I want to read you something here in the scriptures to... to help you understand the destiny of such ignorance. Hebrews chapter 4, chapter 6 verse 4 For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened having tasted the heavenly gift and have become, notice it says it is impossible having become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. You see that? it is, it is impossible. For, for those who do not regard their salvation, who do not take the Lord and his, and the things of the Lord seriously. For those who, who have been enlightened about the ways of God, tasted the heavenly gift and become partakers of the Holy Spirit. He says, you can't renew such people again to repentance. Because what, what more do they need to be convinced of living their life rightly before the Lord? You can't. It doesn't work. You can't. And it it doesn't matter how much you cry uh, the grace of God, the mercy of God. It doesn't matter how. You cannot consciously live a life of sin, a lifestyle. You see, there's, there's a difference between a lifestyle and struggling with sin. Those are two different things. There's a difference between falling into sin, repetitively falling into sin, and, and a lifestyle of sin. A lifestyle of sin is a lifestyle you have accepted as your own, you have adopted as your own, and you have chosen consciously to leave. It's different from when you're struggling with sin. You see, and that's where the grace of God is accommodative. But for people who consciously... Live a sinful life, a worldly life, and expect the grace of God to cover them. Expect the sacrifice of Jesus Christ to work for them. It doesn't work that way. You you, you, you cannot come into the knowledge of God and then sin and then find repentance. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Let me read you something in in chapter 10, verse 26 of Hebrews. For if we sin willfully, if we sin willfully of your own accord, that means nobody inspired you, nobody tempted you. It's something that you wanted to do. You chose to do it. If we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. So you can't sin willfully and then expect there to be a sacrifice, an atonement for your sins. No, it don't work that way. Especially after we receive knowledge of the truth, it don't work that way. And the end of such people is, is judgment. Is judgment. So God said to Jeremiah, Tell these people to amend their ways and their doings so that they may dwell in this house. Otherwise, they will not dwell in this place. Willful sin in the house of God is intolerable, is unacceptable. So I think that you know we have left things for far too long without really addressing them and 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 and, and I've intentionally done so in hope that you know things will change but I can see now that years have passed and things haven't changed people haven't changed and they still decide to publicly now publicly live their sinful lives So, you you know, the Bible in the book of Timothy, chapter 1 says, those who sin or those who are sinning rebuke in the presence of all that the rest may also fear. Now, I think that I must change the way I do ministry, especially when it comes to this area of people who publicly sin. The days of us keeping quiet are over now. We will address it publicly. We will deal with it publicly, and we will judge it publicly. Now, I'm not one to uh, interfere in in people's lives and people's business, but when that business affects the image of the house of God that we represent, then it is something that is of concern to me. And I cannot let things like that slide. I cannot let things like that slide. You are free to live the life you want to live. But once you walk through the gates of the house of the Lord, Remember that that place is a place to be revered. And your ways and your doings must be held accountable. So if a lifestyle of sin, of worldliness and carnality is one that you have chosen to leave, get out of the gates. Get out of the house of the Lord. Because we do not want... an opportunity and a door to be opened for the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme his name. That you bring disrepute and shame instead of reverence and honor to the house of God? Hell no. And this is one of the reasons why Ananias and Sapphira was judged. It was because they chose to deliberately lie to the Holy Spirit. Deliberately lie to the apostles. And they died. They died. Because you can't live a lie, a deceptive lie, and then come to the house of God. And and what does that say about us? What does that say about your view of us and what we are doing? You are spitting on our faces. The labor we carry out, In the word, the labor we carry out in praying for the saints of God. No, we should be expending that energy for sheep and people who need it. You are a goat. Go find some place else to be. Because we will not tolerate sinful lifestyles. We can accommodate mistakes. We can accommodate people who are struggling. But we will not accommodate sinful lifestyles. We will not accommodate people who deliberately and wanting... To go and sin. That is not how it works. Especially not in our ministry. Because our ministry follows the template of the word of God. So I've taken the steps to remove those people. You know yesterday. uh, Somebody just sent me this, uh, this thing. Of Christians. They've been in church for years. Posting such things. Publicly. And then other people who know that these people are in our church. What, what image does that pose on us? And even some of you have been gossiping about me, gossiping about my wife, saying things uh, to other people about me and about my wife. Listen to me. Listen to me. The days of me keeping quiet are over. I will rebuke you in the presence of everybody. If that doesn't stop. I will personally remove you from the ministry because you are a living. You are poison to the ministry. And we don't need poisons, we don't need leavens in the ministry of God. Causing strife in the ministry. Causing contentions in the ministry. I know exactly who you are. I know exactly who you are and if that continues, trust me, trust me, if that continues, trust me. Because what are you doing in church? What are you doing in church when you have a foul mouth? When you can go behind our backs and speak ill of us? What does that say about you and what you think about us? What do you want in, in in the ministry? Go find your go start your own ministry or find yourself a ministry that allows such behavior, not in the house of God, not in the house of God. And I think it is very necessary that this we this thing we address. You know, if you read First Corinthians chapter chapter five, verse one, it says Paul says, It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles, then a man has his father's wife, and you are puffed up, and you have not rather mourned that he who does this deed might be taken away from among you. He says you are fine with it. You are fine. Such acts are being committed right right in the house of God, right in the church of the living God, and people are fine with it. it. No, it's okay. For I indeed, as absent in the body but present in spirit, have already judged as though I were present him who has done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. This is the authority that God has given us as ministers of God, that when we see such things prevail in the house of God, we have been given the right to. We have been given the permission to gather and bring judgment on those who do do such deeds in bringing disrepute to the house of God. Delivering them to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that their spirits may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your glorifying is not good. What good is it that we say that our church is a praying church, our church is a church that loves Jesus, our church is a church that's full of the word, our church is a church where the gifts of the um, spirit are manifested, and yet people live sinful lives, they live them. They live sinful lifestyles. They practice sinfulness. They practice uh, uh, worldliness. They practice it and then come and sit in the pews. No, 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 no. Days for that are over, beloved. Days for that are over, beloved. And and I think as a minister and as a pastor, I have for a consistent number of years been warning you, been cautioning you, been admonishing you about this way of life. And now it's time we address it and address those who practice such things. Especially when they do such things publicly. You know, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing as shameful, there's nothing as embarrassing as children, your own children, doing things publicly to shame you. That's a sign of disrespect. It's like, I don't care. Well, this is how we deal with those kind of people. to deliver such a one for the destruction of flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ your glorifying is not good do you not know that a, leave, a little leaven leavens the whole lump do you see that it just takes one gossiper it just takes one drunkard it just takes one fornicator it just takes one immoral po- person to 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 poison to corrupt to pollute the entire church one one it just takes one rotten potato, one rotten apple to affect every other's. And we can't just sit back and watch and let this thing slide. I don't know how your parents taught you or how you parents have taught your children, but this is not how things are done. This is not how things work, especially as it, it relates to the house of God. To allow one little leave-in Two people, three people to corrupt the whole church. To destroy the work of years. Labor of years in prayer, in the word. In struggling in God. And then one little person comes and leavens and poisons the whole lump. No, we deliver such a one to Satan. And this is what I'm personally going to do to the people that i've removed from the church group and removed officially from the church i don't want to see those people ever again in my church ever again in the house of god i don't want to they must go find another church find another ministry and live their lives that way i'm not i'm nobody's policeman you must, you must understand that. I don't go around policing because I don't have most of you on my personal number. I don't go around policing what, what you are doing. But if these things are brought to my attention and I see for myself that this is the lifestyle that these people lead and have chosen to lead, you have no place in the church. You have no place in the house of God. We are not saying that everybody should be perfect. We are not saying that everybody uh, 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 should 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 not make mistakes. No, we accommodate mistakes. We accommodate mistakes. We are long suffering for mistakes, but not for lifestyles. Lifestyles, lifestyles is is willfully sinning, and and then expecting a pat on the back. On God, and this is what the body of Christ globally is allowing. Profanity, the name of the Lord, is being profaned left, right, and center, is because we are we are we are living we're, we're just living and saying no, they will change. The, no, 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 no. The house of God must be respected, and now we I'm I I have taken the decision to bring back respect and fear. For the house of God, and 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 for those who practice such lasciviousness, nah, your days are numbered in the ministry. If if your ways will not change, I mean, these people that are just removed now—they've been in church since the church began. You would suppose that by now, if they had a, uh, they, they had struggles with sin and struggles with worldly living, that by now it would have been sorted. But it's not sorted. That means they have chosen. It's a choice. So these are the first examples. It says therefore, verse seven. Therefore, purge out the old living. Purge it out. Purge it out, that you may be a new lump since you are truly unliving. For indeed, Christ. Our Passover was sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast with not with old living, not even the living of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Not to keep company with sexually immoral people. It's a lifestyle. Yet I certainly did not mean with the sexual immoral people of the world, or with the covertures, or extorters, or adulterers. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. But now I've written to you that you do not keep company with anyone named a brother, anyone named a sister, who is sexually immoral, or covertures, or an adulterer, or reviler, or a drunkard, or an extortioner. Not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those who are outside? But those who are outside, God judges. So those who are inside, God is given us the authority to judge. And let this be, beloved children of God, let this be a reminder, and let this be a word of caution that we cannot expect to live sinful lives. And still name the name of the Lord and still come and stand before the house of God. If you want to live a sinful life, by all means, do it. Do it. Nobody's standing in your way. Do it. But don't do that at the expense of the church or the living God. Don't do that at the expense of the name of God and bringing disrepute dishonor and shame and embarrassment and mockery to the house of God that is totally unacceptable i cannot accept that i will never accept that am i perfect no i'm not i'm not perfect but i don't live a sinful life i don't live a sinful lifestyle Every day I make a conscious decision to endeavor to walk in the ways of God. And that's what we teach you. That's what we teach you. But now when people start sinning willfully, disrespecting the church and us publicly, that is totally unacceptable. I cannot accept that. I will not accept that. I will never accept that. Never. And so we have done what the word of God has permitted us to do. We are clearing out the living. I I personally, I personally have committed to clearing out the living from the house of God. It's better that you have two people who are trying who you know, who want to change than to have a hundred thousand people who don't want to. It's fine by me. Because we are not doing this for for head counts. We are doing this to help people in the ways of God, to help people walk the narrow path. And now we, we cannot accommodate people who have chosen to walk the wide road no we cannot no we cannot in john chapter 6 jesus says in verse number 66 he says from that time many of disciples went back and walked with him no more then jesus said to the 12 do you also want to go away People left Jesus and he was fine with it. In fact, he, he still opened the door to those who remain in us. Do you still want to go away? So we we are not we are not moved, we are not shaken when people walk away. If their reasons are valid and if their reasons are you know justified. You know, so be They can walk away. God bless them. And we have nothing against them. Totally nothing against them. But you cannot stay, child of God. You cannot stay in the ministry. You cannot stay in the house of God. You cannot remain a Christian and walk, live the Christian life when you still are, are married to the world. No, child of God, it don't work that way. It doesn't work that way. In James chapter 4, the Bible says, "Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God?" I don't want to bring judgment. I don't want to bring curses. I don't want to I don't want my ministry to be an enemy of God because I allowed people to to continue to to put a face, a mask a Christian mask on them and yet have affiliations with the world. It says, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. I don't want to be God's enemy. I don't want my ministry to be God's enemy. So what our, what, what we will do is that we will remove people who have made themselves, any, made themselves enemies of God by choosing the way of life that they chose. Or do you think the scripture says, in vain the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy? But he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. This is the same story Jesus said to the church in Ephesians. He says, says, remember therefore from when you have fallen. Lest I come quickly and remove your lampstand. So we are always in danger of being removed from the presence of God. But to be removed from the house of God for deeds that you have done that you know goes against the ways of God. These people know what the Bible says. It's not like they don't know, they know what the Bible says, but they choose anyway to live such a life because no. No, it doesn't matter. Who who, who, who does he even think he is? Who he's not God? Who does he? That's how people think of us when they look at us. I'm not God, but I surely am a man of God. And by, by the authority of the Spirit of God, we will, in the same way that Paul delivered Arminius and Ex- Alexander to Satan, because they were a cancer to his ministry. They kept saying, no, this, the, the, the resurrection is, is, is over. Resurrection is over. And Paul was preaching another thing. And these people were in the church. And they were going against what the men of God was saying. They were opposing, like Janus and Jembras. They were opposing Moses. Constantly opposing him. A thorn in his flesh. Just like Korah. Opposing Moses. But if I be a man of God... And if the spirit of God has laid his hand upon me and set me to do this ministry. We will exercise and execute the authority of God. Bible says, do not love the world or the things that are in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. If anyone loves the world, he does not love God. These people don't love God. They don't love God. They don't love God they love the world that's why they don't love god if anyone loves the world or the things that are in the world the love of god is not in them and they will pass away they will pass away let me read you one last scripture and then um, we will end uh, the address But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, Headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Turn away from people who are proud, who are lovers of money, who are lovers of themselves, who are blasphemers, who are disobedient to parents, who are unthankful, who are unholy, who are unloving, who are unforgiving, who are slanderers, who don't have self-control, who are despisers of good, who are traitors, who are headstrong, who are gossipers, who are howties, who are lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, who have a form of godliness but denying his power. He said, from such people turn away from, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captive of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away with various lusts, always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of always learning. It says these people are always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jembrus resisted Moses, so also do these resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the the faith. Look at they are disapproved concerning the faith. But they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. This is the word of God. And this is what the word of God says to us concerning people who practice such things, who practice. That means this thing is, is in their consciousness, is in their minds. We will not allow these sinful acts, sexual immorality, uh, adultery, uh, fornication, uh, sodomy in our ministry, drunkenness in our ministry, disobedient to parents. No, this is not what we stand for. And if you parents do not teach your children the right values, the right principles for life, then it's not our fault when they turn out to be some things than what you have intended for them to become. But here in the house of God, we do the best we can to help people live the best lives as God intended for them. Now, if people want to trample that underfoot, that, that's their story. But they cannot do that at our expense. No. They cannot do that at our, we love people, definitely, I love people, I love you so much. I love you so much, but part of loving you is the ability to discern when something has become a cancer. When something has become a cancer, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. There are many temptations in the world. Any one of us could have chosen to live any other life, but we have chosen to live the life of God. And in this life, there are standards. There are standards. And we cannot allow other people to become stumbling blocks for people who want to grow in the Lord, who want to progress in the Lord. In 2 Timothy 2, verse 14, says, remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about with words of no profit to the ruin of their hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God, but shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Herminius and Philitas are of this sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is always, is already past, and they have overthrown the faith of some. We will not allow you Uh, people who want to live a life and practice a life of sin to overthrow the faith of some. Because what will others who are newly born again when they see you doing such, such things say, no, this is an acceptable thing. No, that means this thing is accepted here. No, hell, it's not accepted. It's not accepted. Do we say you will not make mistakes Yes, you will make make mistakes. Do we say that you will, will, but but you've got to learn from your mistakes. Do Do we say that people are not struggling with sins and vices? No, people are struggling with sins and vices. But if you are struggling, you must show initiative. You must show initiative that you want to change. And that I will accept every, any day. I will accommodate, I will accept such people who are struggling, who make mistakes, I will. Definitely I will. But those who practice and, and, and willfully live such lifestyles, no, there's no accommodation for them. There's no accommodation for them. And So don't think that we are not watching your lives and watching over your soul spiritually because we constantly are. And if such things have come to my attention, that I find uh, re- repulsive and repugnant, we will address it. We will address it. Jesus said, Every secret thing will come to light. You who are going around secretly trying to cause strife and trying to cause co- uh, confusion in the church, listen, your day is coming. Be warned now. Now be warned. Be warned. We are not foolish. We are not stupid. We are walking day and night, laboring for God's people because we love them. We have over 200 messages on Spotify. We are on every platform. We have books. You have weekly services so that you can grow and learn so that your love of God can deepen. Even this this, this address that I'm making this morning is, is because I love you. But we cannot care and we cannot be concerned of, of, about you more than you are concerned and care about yourself. If you don't care about yourself, why should we? If you don't, if, if you don't respect yourself, why should we? And if you don't respect us, why should we? You are a mirror. So let this be a caution and let this be a warning to those who would choose to deliberately live such lives. When when you wake up and say, I'm going to a club, you have chosen. That's not a struggle. There you are not struggling. It's different. You are not struggling. It's past past temptation. It's a lust. You want it. You want it. You wanted to do it. That that beloved child of God, I, in, in sincerity, I cannot accommodate. But I can accommodate mistakes. I can accommodate people who are trying. Definitely I can. But not people who are conscious and deliberate about what they are doing. Remember the address of the Lord in Jeremiah. And I will close off with that address again. He says, The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to all these abominations. Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes. Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. Amen.